This is Inside the Times. I'm Susan Lehman. Andrew Rosenthal, opinion columnist, joins us to talk about the news, the good, the bad, and that which makes them mad. Bad news. Let's get it right out of the way. What's the bad news this week? All right. Well, maybe the worst news I've heard lately is the way that President-elect Trump is mangling American values and American national interests and is rushed to act like he's already the president. You know, Trump is a private citizen, you know, a hugely important one with a giant airplane and secret service guards and a 24-hour-a-day media entourage. But he has no constitutional powers. He's got no statutory powers. He really technically hasn't even been elected yet because Electoral College hasn't met. And he's already cozying up to Russia in a dangerous way, antagonizing China in a dangerous and, by the way, pointless way, and giving comfort to some of the worst dictators around. Let's take the case of the president of the Philippines. To most of the world, Rodrigo Duterte is a bloodthirsty autocrat who has given his police the power to summarily execute anyone they suspect of using or selling drugs without the slightest pretense of any judicial process. As recently as a couple of weeks ago, that's how he was viewed by the world's first and oldest constitutional democracy. Let me interrupt for one moment, Andy, and invite readers to have a look at Times photographer Daniel Baraluk's extraordinary reporting and photographs from Manila and tell you also that Daniel did an insider podcast with us about his experience reporting on the war on drugs that you're talking about. Go on, sorry. It is an amazing piece. It, in fact, is one of the things that I read this morning that just made my blood pressure go through the roof. So until, say, a couple of weeks ago, Duterte was viewed as a dictator who was murdering his citizens. When Trump held one of his little phone chats with Duterte the other day, he at least encouraged him to stop it, right? No, of course not. Instead, he encouraged him to keep going. And he even praised Duterte's insanity in an interview with Time magazine when it named him Person of the Year. Can you imagine what would happen if Trump were now president and some private citizen decided to take it upon himself to upend 40 years of American policy in China and Taiwan? He'd be out leading his mob in chance of lock him up. Oh, wait, he's still doing that. But the so-called criminals followers want to arrest is not the dictator of Russia or the dictator of Kazakhstan or the dictator of the Philippines. It's Hillary Clinton. Andy, I'm afraid to ask you what you're mad about. (laughs) Well, one of the more maddening things, we have to do it that way, more maddening, you know, is what's been happening recently in the way that Trump has been stacking his cabinet with the entitled rich, privileged white men who run Wall Street and the big banks or come straight out of the Washington power structure that he supposedly fought against. And then he tosses in a woman or two and an African-American, and suddenly the news is full of fairy tales about the new president moving to diversify his team. His choice for Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, is a billionaire who has devoted a great deal of her public work and her wealth trying to destroy the nation's public school system by diverting taxpayer dollars to religious schools and other private institutions. And no number of female appointments will ever disguise the fact that the next president will have a cabinet that is deeply anti-woman in really important ways. My colleague Susan Sherrill laid this out in an excellent and disturbing column. Jeff Sessions, who has to be one of the worst choices for attorney general ever, is one of several in the cabinet who voted against reauthorizing the domestic violence law in 2013 because it extended protection to LGBT victims. They are all ragingly anti-choice and in some cases anti-birth control. They've opposed increases in the minimum wage. They want to cripple Medicare and Medicaid and oppose laws to prevent pay discrimination. This is diversity? Well, he appointed Ben Carson, an African-American. That is true. He appointed Ben Carson to a job at which he is completely unsuited. 
and no doubt will use it to undo decades of work that we've been making in this country to provide decent housing to people who can't afford that, including African Americans. There's quite a lot to be mad about, Andy. There is. Please, tell us the good news. Well, I'm having trouble with that one, Susan. I mean, you know, there's still lots of good stuff on TV, but I'm having trouble finding good news. And so here's a thought. Times Insider subscribers, other people listen to this podcast, can you email in your ideas about things that we should be happy about? We need some cheering up here. Please do. You can send us good news or things that we might celebrate as good news to timesinsider at nytimes.com. Thank you, Andy. Try to have a good weekend. Thank you, Susan. You too. This is Inside the Times. I'm Susan Lehman. Thank you to Pedro Rosado, our producer, and thank you for joining us.